Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and this is our last quick shot of romance for 2021. And joining me for this episode is my co-player, Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. And I cannot believe this is our last episode of 2021. It's been a wild ride. It has been. I think I did the numbers and I know you can find it on Instagram. We did over 100 quick shots this Mm -hmm. year. A lot of books that we've talked about. A lot of books. 183 book recs we have given this year in episode form. Is that counting the best of the last? It does not count the best of and it does not count any of our drafts, which would be our hockey draft our book boyfriend draft, mm-hmm. our best girlfriend draft, or our football draft. Okay, because I was going to say, there's like 100 books in just those just those episodes. Right. right? So anyway, um, on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing our top read of 2021. Okay, so this was not my number one pick for the year, and I ugly cry at this book and it, I reread it today actually and I just I was ripped apart and then put back together Allie Martinez hot damn lady she knows how to she 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 can write a good book you really can so it's funny um so we are reviewing from the embers by Allie Martinez and actually a book from her and Mo maybe was my number one read of 2020 mm-hmm. so are we seeing a trend here well what's I, what is 2022 gonna bring us ali martinez i don't know maybe and mo maybe maybe mm. um i i think what it is about ali's books is what did she call them that she writes catastrophe romance she yes catastrophe romance she brings out these huge emotions mm-hmm. and she takes you for a wild ride she does. It's, but she puts you back together in a way you never expected. Yeah. But yeah. then she rips you back apart. A little bit. A little, a little bit, bit a lot. Okay, okay. So give us the synopsis of a good uh, from Goodreads for From the Embers by Ali Martinez. Okay. In the aftermath of tragedy, it's strange the things you remember. The deafening boom as the house exploded. The paralyzing fear as I searched for my wife. The blinding smoke burning my eyes as I carried her out. The carved into my soul for the rest of my days would be the earth shattering realization that the woman in my arms wasn't my wife. Bree and I were the only survivors, not that either of us were truly living after that night. As a single dad with nowhere else to go, I moved into her guest house and somehow through the guilt and grief, we forged an unlikely team. It took years but I watched the gradual return of her smile, slow and life altering. The two of us could sit outside for hours talking about nothing and it filled the massive hole in my chest with my new life. I may have carried her out of that fire, but the truth was Brie saved me. As we healed, the secrets and lies of the past smoldered in the ashes, threatening to ignite again. Our love was born from the embers and together we go up in flames. So the release date on this was April 28th of 2021. Again, we had Allie on um, back in May Mm -hmm. for an episode and we talked about her writing style and how she wrote this book. So you should go back and listen to that. 
Um, tropes in this book are single parents, slow burn, mm-hmm. tragic events. Oh, yeah. Enemies to lovers. This is a dead X trope. And I'm not sure the put out percentage. It was oh, slow, like 60 was. or 70. Here, let me see if I can find it real quick. It was a slow burn, but the slow burn makes sense because of the way the story pans out. Like if it had been sooner than that, like it wouldn't have. So I, we're not going to give a lot of weight in this story, in this review, because the power 51%. of the story. 51%. 51%. The power in this story is the unexpected. Mm-hmm. And honestly, go into this book expecting the unexpected. <laughs> like. Yeah. Because I've never read anything like this. Mm-hmm. I've never read anything like this. Um, when the book starts, Jessica is married to Eason. Mm-hmm. Bree is married to Rob. Yes. Jessica is Bree's best friend. Mm-hmm. Rob is Eason's best friend. No, they are. Are they? Best yes, friends? they were best friends. Then that is actually how they all like came together. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Eason and Jessica are struggling. They have a small child and Eason is trying to make a go of a music career. He's trying to be a singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Financially, they're struggling. Bree and Rob are the opposite. Yes. They are wealthy. They have two children. Yes, right? two. Madison and it- Asher. Brie has turned her lifestyle blog into a full-blown brand and business. Think Ray Dunn or think the Magnolia, the Gaines mm-hmm. couple. Chip and, um, well. I don't know. I don't follow all that crap. To remember um, her name now. But She's basically. She, Chip and Joanna. She has taken her, with the help of Rob, she has taken her lifestyle blog and has turned it into this full-blown corporation. corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, the couples have gathered for game night, a get together. The -hmm. kids are all at Rob and Jessica's house. No, Rob and Bree's house. Rob and Bree's house. Okay. So the kids are at Rob and Bree's house. They're having (laughs) game night at Eason and Jessica's house and tragedy strikes They're The house basically explodes. Like we are not giving things away. Like when this happens in chapter one. It happens in like the first like 7% of the book. Yeah. So the house blows up. Eason has, is like freaking out. He finds a body, sees a dress and carries this woman out. He realizes it is not his wife. And what follows, you just, you kind of want to like break because the things that are like said, like you you understand it in the moment, but like your heart just breaks for both of them at the same time. Yeah. Eason is badly harmed in the fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does um, have some wounds and burns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and the story really kicks off as he has come to the realization of one, he has no place to live. He has a young daughter that he needs to take care of. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's, he's not sure what he can do. Well, he, like, he has nothing. Like he, he he gets out of the hospital and he is picking Luna, his daughter up from Bree's house. And he gets there and he's like, she has a bag. And I have a bag of stuff. Like a friend got together. He's like, I don't have a wallet. I don't have a debit card. He, he literally has 
nothing. Yeah. And things were not great before Mm -hmm. this fire happened anyway. And so, you know, he still has the, you know, debt and all of that that had previously plagued them. Mm -hmm. Um, So Eason is a singer-songwriter. He really swallows his pride and his ambitions to keep peace with Jessica before the explosion. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying. He loves her. He really does, does love her. Yeah. And he, he had gotten signed for a record deal. And again, this is all in like the first chapter. They talk about this. He had gotten signed for a record deal, like had an album in the works and the company scrapped his contract. And so he's kind of struggling. And I think part of it is he's struggling to really like find his place again. Cause he had this moment where he's like, I've worked so hard to get to this point. And he had that like in his grasp and then it kind of all fell out from underneath him and he, he wasn't sure what to do with it. But- so, and then there's Brie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, she hard worker, but she, I think she lives behind a veneer. Mm-hmm. She's well, not a happy as, person. Well, and as the story plays out, you see that veneer fall off and you see like where she really thrives in her life. And you see where she, she comes to the understanding, like I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So Bree is a stay at home mom because Rob has taken over the CEO role of their company. Like when she had kids, like she wasn't happy missing out on anything. So she stepped back and he stepped up. And so she, she tries to be that perfect Pinterest mom. And that is one thing like Eason kind of makes fun of her for it in a way, but Brie is, <laughs> excuse me, Brie is very type A, OCD almost personality. So she is a lot. She is truly a lot. And she does not come across as the most likable person. And you don't really like her at all for a long time. Well, and you sit as you read the book, especially the first like 20, 30%, you sit here and you think, okay, I hate her. Mm -hmm. How is this author going to bring me around to redeem Brie Mm -hmm. in my eyes? She does it. She does. But it is not an easy journey. (laughs) Well, but I think, I think part of the issue with Brie and like her way of thinking and like the almost prejudices she has towards Eason and some of the things that the feelings that she has towards him is like her and Jessica had been best friends since college and Jessica, she's not a nice person. Like you get that from the first like chapter. She's just (laughs) kind of bitchy to Eason. Like he is explaining to her, like, how like he's trying to do things and she's not appreciative of the fact that like he's trying to support their family, but in, but she's not working and Mm-mm. she just once and once and once, right. and he's trying to give it to her because he loves her and he loves Luna and he loves everything about their life sort of. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things in this story, you have to move past to truly enjoy this story is as the cards start to fall, you know, Rob and Rob and Jessica have died. Mm-hmm. That you start to see how much the this story was their past, their background were just full of lies. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it is a house of cards and the lies start tumbling out as we get farther into the story. And part of that's what redeems Brie a little bit too, is that she wasn't really a party to all the lies. Mm -hmm. She was a victim. She was. And I think part of it though, too, is like, she had Jessica like chirping in her ear constantly, like how terrible, like of a person Ethan was and how like, he doesn't give her the things that she wants. And she had, she did not have a good upbringing and he promised her all these things and he's not giving that to her. And there's a moment later in the story when like Brie is talking to Ethan about, (laughs) about her. And she's like, but she could have done this. Like she comes to the realization that maybe Jessica wasn't I mean, she has already found out that lies have been happening, but she's like, maybe Jessica was not the person that I thought she was. And the things that she said about Eason were not truths. Like she just, she wanted, she was a wanter and a user. She really was. And I will say, and we're being very vague in what we're talking about, because this is one of those stories. You have to read it. You just there have to read it. Jaw dropping twists. <clears throat> this author spins Things that you do not see coming. That first twist, like when I'm yeah. like rereading it today, I was like, oh man, oh man, I was not expecting it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're a little mind blowing, um, but some of those turns, they're so destructive. The twists that are happening that you are on the edge of your seat reading. Like this is one, do not start this at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> you need I to mean, like. You can that you're not sleepy. Yeah, because um, the night that I read this, I started it late in the evening and I stayed up until like three in the morning to finish it. So it is it is one of those books like you you need to get to the end. Like you don't want to put it down. You don't want to finish or you want to finish it. Like, but then at the same time, you don't want it to end because it's that like emotionally driven and that well-written. But, and you also don't know that like deep down, if they can overcome all of these blows, mm-hmm. can they do it? And if they do it, they are going to be like the strongest, most phenomenal couple ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a very vague way, I do want to say the two very big twists. The second one. Just a little flat for me. But I didn't feel that way until I did my second reread. And I don't know if it's because I knew it or what. I think for me, (laughs) excuse me, this time around, it didn't fall flat because of the way it, the effect that it had on other people. Like it kind of culminated the relationship that the four or the five of them have in the end and what Bree and Easton are willing to do for those three kids. And I think that's, that was part of my reasoning. Like, I don't think that it was flat for me because you saw like how the two of them are willing to do anything that they need to for those three kids to make sure that the kids are happy and well-adjusted and everything that happened won't touch them. Yeah. Um, This does feel, it is very much a romance story though. I do want to mm-hmm. say, I believe in the end in Eason and Bree's HEA, mm-hmm. um, they deserved it. Yes. It was powerful. It was strong. So while it is very emotional and lots of twists and turns, I don't feel any of those overshadow Mm-mm. the actual romance and 
the <clears throat> evolution of their relationship. I don't think it overshadows it. And actually, I feel like there are moments where things happen that it strengthens it. Like it strengthens their relationship because they are going through these things together. Like not necessarily as a couple, but like they're going through it together as like their own homemade family. Like they yeah. choose to become a family before the, they become yeah. a family. One of the things too, I feel like one of the reasons this book stands out so much for me is it is a very plot driven story. Mm -hmm. However, even though it is plot driven, you know, these characters, you know, the relationships, mm -hmm. do we get a huge character arc for them? Not so much. It's not as character driven as it's our previous selection, but, but at the same time, like you, you watch them go through this ebb and flow of grief. And I think that that in itself is a huge character arc because grief affects every person differently. Like the ebb, the flow, the ups and the downs, the, um, I like to refer to it as an ocean. Like it is the waves coming in and coming out. They are strong. They are small. They they can be the tiniest wave or they can be the biggest swell. And like, you never know like where you're at at that point. And I think the, the base of the story is that arc of grief and how Eason deals with the loss of Jessica and then deals with the discoveries that they've made and then deals with the second twist and how Brie has, be, has is this controlling, uh, like perfectionist and how she deals with the grief and then how it affects the way she truly is. Because by the end of the book, like there are things that beginning of book Brie would never have been okay with. Right. That's so true. Like you, you see like how much like they have, how far they have come from chapter one to the epilogue. It's true. And I just, but as care is plot driven as this story mm -hmm. is, I don't feel like it overshadows the characters. No. And sometimes we do get plot heavy stories that Where the characters almost plot. feel secondary to the plot. Mm -hmm. Right. This was a really great balance between character and plot. Mm -hmm. I agree. But it is a little more plot heavy than character heavy. Mm -hmm. But not um, in a bad way. No, not in a bad way at all. It's excellent. I and we'll get to that here in a second. Um is there anything else? We should I don't say think so. Before we get to our questions. I don't think because there's so many things in this book that if we talk about them, although I didn't really like the red M&M part, like, that was really funny. <laughs> Eat all the red M&Ms. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, I did. Okay. But I like that like whole like piece of the story. How, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So Leah, did you like this book? I love this book. Again, this is my top read of 2021. And there are so many moments that happen in this book that you're not expecting. And I just, I love the element of how much the kids are involved and how that like whole single parent storyline plays out as yeah. well. I do like this book. I struggled connecting with Brie in the beginning. And even in the end, I'm not sure I loved her. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reason this book is my top read is there is something about this book that keeps calling to me and I keep coming back to it. Well, but I think that the fact that you don't love Brie at the end is okay though, because we're not going to love every character in every book. Like, but you like Eason, like Eason is like, yeah. 
he's this strong force of emotion in like you don't hate Brie. Oh. But I think that's a big I think that is something to be said about a good book where you don't love both characters at the end, but you're still a huge fan of the book. Yeah. Um, okay, Leah, who would typically like this book? Um, fans of a somewhat ugly cry book, because honestly, I totally did. I might have been extra emotional when I read it the first time around because I definitely ugly cried. But it's it's an emotional read. So you need to like the emotion. You also need to like angst and drama mm-hmm. and a shock factor. Mm-hmm. So yes. If if you're just reading because you want light, fluffy, and fun. This is not the book for you. This is not the book for you. Um, okay, Leah, would you recommend this book? I would recommend this book. I have recommended this book multiple times throughout the year, but I recommend anything that I've read by Ali Martinez because she does. She has that knack for tearing you apart and putting you back together. She does. Um, I would totally recommend this book. It is a unique and powerful story that will leave you a bit emotionally drained, but it's a story that sticks with you. Uh, Months later, I still think about it. I Mm -hmm. still, you know... I don't know that there was any other book this year that I read that it affected me as emotionally Mm -hmm. as this book did. And, you know, we read a lot of books in a wide variety of books. We do read a lot of books. This, there was something in this story, the way it is written, the tragedy, the healing, the grief that just calls to your soul. Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful story. It is. So... Okay, everyone. Um, This is our last quick shot of 2021. And so thank you for an amazing 2021. And we hope to hope you stick with us in 2022. We have some really awesome and exciting things that are coming. Yeah. So if you have any books you think we should be reviewing for a quick shot of romance, shoot us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy reading in 2022. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 